Today's scripture reading is Luke chapter 9. Then Jesus called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and power to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Take nothing for the journey, he told them, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no second tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that area. If anyone does not welcome you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that town as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, preaching the gospel and healing people everywhere. When Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was happening, he was perplexed. For some were saying that John had risen from the dead, others that Elijah had appeared, and still others that a prophet of old had arisen. I beheaded John, Herod said, but who is this man I hear such things about? And he kept trying to see Jesus. Then the apostles returned, and reported to Jesus all that they had done. Taking them away privately, he withdrew to a town called Bethsaida, but the crowds found out and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed healing. As the day neared its end, the twelve came to Jesus and said, Dismiss the crowd, so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside for lodging and provisions, for we are in a desolate place here. But Jesus told them, You give them something to eat. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered, unless we go and buy food for all these people. There were about 5,000 men. He told his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. They did so, and everyone was seated. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, Jesus spoke a blessing and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to set before the people. They all ate. And were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. One day, as Jesus was praying in private, and the disciples were with him, he questioned them Who do the crowds say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that a prophet of old has arisen. But what about you? Jesus asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, The Christ of God. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. The Son of Man must suffer many things, he said. He must be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and he must be killed, and on the third day be raised to life. Then Jesus said to all of them, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit his very self? If anyone is ashamed of me in my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory, and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But I tell you truthfully, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. About eight days after Jesus had said these things, he took with him Peter, John, and James, and went up on a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became radiantly white. Suddenly, two men, Moses and Elijah, began talking with Jesus. They appeared in glory and spoke about his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Meanwhile, Peter and his companions were overcome by sleep, but when they awoke, They saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with him. As Moses and Elijah were leaving, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. 
Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While Peter was speaking, a cloud appeared and enveloped them. And they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, only Jesus was present with them. The disciples kept this to themselves, and in those days they did not tell anyone what they had seen. The next day, when they came down from the mountain, Jesus was met by a large crowd. Suddenly a man in the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. A spirit keeps seizing him, and he screams abruptly. It throws him into convulsions, so that he foams at the mouth. It keeps mauling him and rarely departs from him. I begged your disciples to drive it out, but they were unable. Oh, unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long must I remain with you and put up with you? Bring your son here. Even while the boy was approaching, the demon slammed him to the ground in a convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And they were all astonished at the greatness of God. While everyone was marveling at all that Jesus was doing, he said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand this statement. It was veiled from them, so that they could not comprehend it, and they were afraid to ask him about it. Then an argument started among the disciples as to which of them would be the greatest. But Jesus, knowing the thoughts of their hearts, had a little child stand beside him. And he said to them, Whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For whoever is the least among all of you, he is the greatest. Master, said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not accompany us. Do not stop him, Jesus replied, for whoever is not against you is for you. As the day of his ascension approached, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He sent messengers on ahead, who went into a village of the Samaritans to make arrangements for him. But the people there refused to welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. And he and his disciples went on to another village. As they were walking along the road, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Then he said to another man, Follow me. The man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Let the dead bury their own dead. You, however, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me bid farewell to my family. Then Jesus declared, No one who puts his hand to the plow and then looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. And this is God's word. This chapter began with Jesus sending out the twelve to give the gospel and to do miraculous works to authenticate their message. We saw that in verses 1 and 2. Jesus told them to take nothing, so that they would learn to rely on God's provision for everything. And we saw that in verses 3 through 6. God did provide for them, and he used them powerfully to serve Jesus in verse 10. But they did not completely learn the lesson. 
when food was needed for a large crowd, the apostles wanted Jesus to send the crowds away, according to verse 12. Jesus challenged their thinking and commanded them to feed the crowd themselves, which they protested in verses 13 and 14. Christ showed them once again that he had the power to meet every need they had in ministry, just as he had in the first paragraph of this chapter. But the implication is that if they had trusted Jesus, they could have fed the crowd themselves through Jesus' miraculous power. And that's in verses 16 and 17. In other words, what I'm saying is this. Jesus did a miracle to provide for them. He made the loaves and fish into multiple loaves and fish to feed the crowd. But the implication is, from the first paragraph where Jesus provided everything for them on their journey, that if they had merely trusted God, they would have been able to feed the crowd using what they had. God would have used them to perform the miracle themselves. When we're serving God, we can trust him to meet every need we have. He has more than enough power, infinite power, in fact, to meet every need we have and then some. The question is not whether or not God can provide. The question is whether or not we look to him in faith to provide for our needs, or if we conclude in unbelief that it cannot be done with the present resources. So I hope you'll think about that regarding any needs that you have, any place where you're serving the Lord, where more volunteers or more resources are needed, or in the process of serving the Lord in your life, where you need him to meet your needs. I hope you'll ask him and trust him to provide for you, just as he provided for the disciples again and again in this chapter. If these devotionals are helpful to you, consider signing up to receive them in your email every day. Go to dailypbj.com subscribe for that. Also, would you consider becoming a financial supporter so that I can make more content and reach more people with God's word online? Go to dailypbj.com support to do that. You can also share this devotional with someone you think might need it or might benefit from it. I hope you have a great day and God bless you.